Welcome to episode number 127 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. As you're aware, we are in a series of messages on miracles. We've talked about the importance of understanding what a miracle is, and I've given you my definition of what a miracle is. It's an event that is contrary to natural or scientific laws. It's something connected to divine activity. That tells me that God is our source for miracles. So let's get into today's title, which is, What Was the Greatest Miracle? Now, I ask you that question, and I want you to think about it. I want you to, in your own mind, think about what you believe would be the greatest miracle that you've read about or heard about. And we're going to analyze that and talk about it. And we're going to also discuss why it's so important to understand that. Because the greatest miracle must have birthed something. The greatest miracle must be something that is is far greater than anything we've ever imagined or even thought about. So before we get into that, we need the guiding of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray now that the Lord would direct us and lead us through this teaching today. And I pray that your hearts and your minds will be open to receive. Heavenly Father, we come to you with a humble heart, anticipating and needing guidance and direction when we open up your word. We need to hear from you. We need to hear from the Holy Spirit to help us and to reveal the truths in your word. And help me, Lord, today as I bring this podcast to these individuals, that you would give me guidance and direction on how to present what I believe you placed on my heart, which is to talk about the greatest miracle that's ever happened. Father, we need your touch, your anointing, your guidance and direction. And I pray that you'd open up the hearts and the minds of those who are listening in today that, Lord, whatever need they might have or whatever miracle they might need, Lord, we call it forth and believe for that now and give you all the praise in advance, Father. For we ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me just restate a question that I gave you just a moment ago. Here it is. Have you ever thought about what was the greatest miracle since God created heaven and earth? I hope that you've been thinking about that. Some may say it was the creation of man. Others might say the oceans or the mountains, or the forests, or maybe thousands of species of animals. Now, all of these were examples of God's creative power in action, and that means they were miracles. But the greatest miracle was the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about why is that important to know that? What do we gain from that? And what can we receive in our own heart? What can we receive from the Lord who are those of us who are searching for a miracle, what can we get and obtain to truly understand what came forth from that resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Now, you may be wondering why I'm speaking on this topic because of your need for a particular miracle in your life. Now, that's a good question, and I have what I believe is a good answer that I found in God's Word. We're going to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 17 in the New Living Translation. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. I guess that kind of helps us understand why the greatest miracle was a resurrection of Christ. I'll give you more examples of that in just a moment. But just this one verse tells us that had Christ not been raised from the dead, then our faith basically would be of no value whatsoever and that we would still be guilty of the sins in our life and we would have no promise of eternity with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, without the miracle of the resurrection, death would not have been defeated. Now, because of the resurrection of Jesus, we can receive eternal life with Jesus and be reunited with our loved ones and those who have passed on to live in their eternal home. 
The resurrection of Jesus has brought forth the answer to the miracles we need today. To understand the benefits of the resurrection of Christ, we need to start by reading what the Apostle Paul had to say to the Philippians. I'm going to read from you in Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse number 10. This chapter has to deal with the priceless value of knowing Christ, the absolutely, completely priceless understanding that we receive from a relationship with Jesus. So the Apostle Paul writes here in 3, starting at verse number 10, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling. You see, had... Jesus not been resurrected from the dead, all these promises would be null and void. There'd be nothing there. Paul would have nothing to write about. He'd have no relationship with Jesus because the only way that we have faith and trust in Jesus is that he is the son of God, that he was crucified, but that he was resurrected. No other gods or no other leaders of what they call great religions around the world have ever had their, their leader be resurrected from the dead, and Jesus was. And so Paul is telling us here so many important things that we gain, and that's what make this, makes this, quite frankly, the greatest miracle of all was the resurrection of Christ. And he says to, to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. That means we can have resurrection power in our life because we believe in the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Resurrection power means that if we've had a failure in our life, that can be corrected. If we've made mistakes in our life, we can be forgiven. If we've committed sins in our life, God can remove them and take them away. If we've made mistakes, we'll be given another opportunity and another chance. Resurrection power means that there's something that we feel is no longer valuable, not able to be used in our life, and that it's dead and gone. God can bring it back to life. God can restore old dreams to us. He can remind us of the future that he has for us and the hope that he has for us. And we can only get that because of the great miracle of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then Paul goes on to say, I want to suffer with him, sharing his death. What he means is he wants to completely submit himself to God and die in his flesh. He's not talking about being killed. He says, I will experience resurrection from the dead. He says, what he's saying is that as I live in the flesh, I'm really dead. I have no spiritual life at all. And resurrection power has put spiritual life in us. You see, the reason that we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit is through the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross and his resurrection power. When he left, he said he'd leave us a comforter. And that resurrection miracle brought forth comfort to us, gave us guidance and direction. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. He's leading and directing our steps. He left us the word of God. They gave us examples of the healing power through the resurrection. And I'm telling you, I could just go on and on about this, but I'm trying to stay focused just on this one particular topic of why is the resurrection the most important miracle ever? Before I leave this, I think I should read a couple more verses here that I mentioned earlier. Paul's saying, I don't mean to say that I've already got it together, meaning I've got it achieved and I've reached perfection. He says, but I press on to possess that perfection. See, he 
presses on, and that's what we should be doing as followers of Christ. We should press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed him. And that means we can receive that touch from God because of that resurrection power. And it says here we can forget the past and we look forward to what lies ahead. I'm telling you, that alone could be a miracle for many people. There are so many people I have talked to over the years as a pastor, as a Christian counselor, as a Sunday school teacher, as a father, as a grandfather. There are so many people that I've talked to that struggle with past hurts and past failures. And resurrection power will bring that miracle into your life because it's a miracle when your sins are forgiven and it's a miracle when we can rise above the hurts and the defeats of our past and we can press on, let all that go behind us, forget it and let it go and move on. No counselor can help you do that. Only God can purify and cleanse and the power of the Holy Spirit can come into our life and take us out of that difficult challenge that we went through, that thing in our past we thought we'd never get over and not get rid of and God can bring you new life through resurrection power. I'm getting excited about this. I hope that you are. Let's continue now. Let me digress just just a moment here because see, Paul said he wanted to experience the mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now you see, that mighty power is available to us through the miracles of physical healing, emotional scars, forgiveness of our sins, provision for all of our needs, whether it be in finances, our relationships, or past hurts, or forgetting the past, like I said, or a promise of a great future and a hope. The promise of our heavenly prize of eternal life. You see, these are the promises that come forth from the miracle of the resurrection. I believe now that we can better understand why the resurrection is the greatest miracle in the history of creation and the history of man. You see, the resurrection provides Christians with a life of joy and peace and comfort. The resurrection proves that God can bring life to any area of our life. Resurrection provided the miracle of life for his followers, the miracle of forgiveness from our sins for all believers, that sin no longer has dominion in our lives. Let's take a little different approach here in talking about this greatest miracle. We need to look at the miracles available to us found in Romans chapter 1. So let's move over to that book right now. I'm going to be reading out of the book of Romans found in the New Living Translation chapter 1 and verse number 3. We'll see how many verses we get into. Sometimes I figure we're going to do one or two, but then I believe the Holy Spirit will cause me to continue to read and continue to discuss what it has to say about this particular topic. It says here in verse 3, The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the Son of God. When he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, he is Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them, so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. Now, without the miracle of the resurrection, none of that would be possible. You would not be included as the Gentiles who have been called to belong to Christ or me. We would not have the opportunity through Christ to receive the privilege and authority to tell Gentiles, tell other people about what God has done for them. We would have no witness. We would have no testimony of what God has done if if Jesus had not been resurrected. You see, Gentiles everywhere need to know about Christ. Gentiles and, 
and, and Jews and those alike, those from every religion, every other faith, need to know about Jesus Christ. And therefore, Jesus told us to go into the world and preach the gospel to everyone and spread the word throughout the world. And we're to tell others. And, and yet many of us have a difficult time telling our neighbors. We need to witness about our faith. We need to let people know about the resurrection of power Jesus had in his life to, to be raised from the dead. And that put this power into our life to be witnesses for him. You see, this good news is, is the fact that we can then receive power from the Holy Spirit. And we know through faith that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. I just don't know what else to say when it comes to understanding the significance and the power of the resurrection being the greatest miracle. But wait a minute. Maybe here's another thought. Without the resurrection, we would never experience the greatest miracle in our life. Now, what is that miracle? What is that greatest miracle in our life? Well, it's the forgiveness of our sins and the promise of eternity. You see, the greatest miracle is the resurrection of Jesus. In our own life, the greatest miracle in our life is to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord, your Lord and Savior and to be promised eternity with him. So let's just call the second greatest miracle is our salvation. Now let's look into that a little further and let's move over to the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting at verse 20. Now I'm reading once again from the New Living Translation. But in fact, it says, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see here, the resurrection then was the beginning of the great harvest of all those who have died. Wow, that's just overwhelming. Just amazing to think about that. Verse 21 says, So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, and that was Adam, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man, and that's Jesus. Verse 22 says, Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I can get so excited about talking about the resurrection of Jesus. And I think we should all think that way. It's not just Easter. It's not just a weekend service. It's not just going to sunrise services on Easter morning. It's not having an Easter basket or an Easter bunnies or, or having something, a new dress or a new clothes or a new suit or whatever it might be. The resurrection power of Jesus has made everything possible for us. I just, I can't imagine what it would be like to live on earth and not have that resurrection power in our life. And to know because of the greatest miracle that took place in his life, that we then could have the greatest miracle that would ever take place in our life. Let me expand on that a little bit, because it's I can't just leave it there that the greatest miracle in our life is our salvation. I just can't leave it there because there's so much more that takes place after that, before our salvation, before we give our life to Christ, before we pray that prayer and say, Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I, and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I know that he was crucified and buried, but now I know that he was resurrected. And because of that, I accept him as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all my life. We can't make that statement unless we have a desire to seek Christ. And I hope all of you have made that statement and claimed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because after salvation, we need to understand that what we think is our greatest need or miracle may or may not be the miracle that we need most. Now, let me explain that a little bit to you. Now, I want to go into 
miracles that we feel we need in our life and and why it all comes from the resurrection power then it comes in our resurrection really from the dead by being saved and becoming followers of jesus christ you see we may think that our finances is our greatest need but maybe it's not maybe our need may be to prosper spiritually before we prosper financially Now, I'm going to talk about that for a second because a lot of people will tell me, Pastor, I need a miracle in my finances. I really do. I just need a great miracle. And I'll ask them, well, are you faithful to church? Well, no. Well, are you giving to the work of the Lord from time to time? Well, no. Well, do you pray? No. Do you read the Bible? No. Do you know what the Bible has to say about financial prosperity and how to get it? Uh, Well, not really. And so what they want is a shortcut so I can pray that they'll just get a miracle of money. Well, many times, and quite frankly, quite often, people, I can tell you now, it's not the miracle of greater money that we need. It's the miracle of greater spirituality and having spiritual prosperity. Because you see, spiritual prosperity is what leads to financial prosperity, not the other way around. Matter of fact, the other way around is if you prosper financially many times and you're not spiritually ready for it, you won't know how to handle the finances. So we've got to deal with that and make sure we understand that. We may think that it's more money, but in reality, it just be a better understanding of how we should spend what we have and how we should give from what we have. So we should be praying for the miracle first of spiritual prosperity and that it will then lead to financial prosperity. If we get it in that order, then we're praying right and we have the right to ask for that and we need to claim that in Jesus' name. Now, in addition to that, we may think that we need a miracle for a new job or a new house or having less debt or buy a new car or or better health. Yet the miracle we need may be to understand why we have these needs. Why do we need a new job? Are we the kind of person that won't stay in there for the long term and we sometimes start something and then just quit it? Maybe we have a problem with this housing and maybe we're wanting more house than what we really can afford or a fancier car than we can afford or possibly the reason for our better health need is because we're not taking care of the health that we have. Many times it's said by science and by doctors and whatever that we could take care of ourselves better, then we'll live longer. And I believe in that. I believe in prayer more than anything the doctor has to say, but I also believe in taking care of myself and that it's my responsibility to take care of my health. So remember, just because we think we might need a miracle in one thing, it could be that we need a miracle to understand why we have this problem, why we are going through the challenge that we're having. And that miracle can come to you because of your relationship with Jesus Christ and because you now are being led and directed and guided by the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells within you. Now, stay with me on this next point. Maybe the miracle we need might be to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit or gain wisdom from God's word to show us the cause of our need. Boy, those are going together right now. And I just think that, I think that's going to bless you. I think some of you need to rethink why you got yourself into the situation you're in. I know I've done it. I've made mistakes. My goodness, I've made a lot of mistakes in business. When I was a pastor, I know I made mistakes in counseling and maybe preaching in certain things that maybe I need to go off, be led by something else. I know as a businessman, I made decisions that cost us money financially. As a husband, I'm sure I wasn't the perfect husband. I've made mistakes and we all make mistakes, but I need to go back and find out why I made 
those mistakes. And when I make them, learn from them, grow from them, and ask the Holy Spirit to help me rise above them and then ask God to forgive me of the mistakes that I've made if they were sin in my life. Now, this next step may be a little difficult to accept, but maybe we need what's found in Proverbs 3, verses 11 and 12. This passage of scripture is really one of my favorites. I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. My children, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when he corrects you. Verse 12, for the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Now, you might say, well, I could have gone the whole podcast and not heard that comment about discipline because a lot of people don't like discipline. Well, I don't like discipline either when it comes from other people. When I was a young man, I didn't enjoy discipline at all. And I was a troublemaker and I caused lots of problems and I was a pain in the neck for my parents. And I received my spankings as a kid. That's what we did in those days. And I turned out okay by it. And I believe my mom and dad were correct in the way they corrected us. And I needed discipline. When I went to school, I needed discipline. And I and I needed to adhere to it and listen to it and and be responsible to that discipline. When I went into the military, I guarantee you I got discipline because you don't go into the military and not receive discipline from your sergeant, your drill sergeant, your commanding officer, and whomever it might be. So there's a great opportunity for discipline. But in all of those areas, my life was a little better for it. I became a better little boy after discipline. I became a better young man in high school after discipline. I became a better person after military discipline. And I became a much better person. And not that I'm great and long shot from it, but I became a better person when I received the discipline of the Lord. You see, because I used to tell my congregation that I love to receive discipline from the Lord. People would look at me like, you've got to be crazy. Pastor, you must be nuts. Why would you want the Lord to discipline you? Well, I want the discipline from God because I know what the Word of God says, that if we welcome discipline, that we will be blessed and that God will bless us and help for us. It says, it says, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you for the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. You see, in the book of Hebrews, discipline is referred to as when you receive it, you profit from it. Now you might say, well, what does discipline have to do with resurrection power? Well, a whole lot to do with because if we are not disciplined in our life, to receive instruction from the Holy Spirit and do what he tells us to do or receive instructions from the word of God and do what the word of God tells us to do or receive instructions when we listen to the preacher in church and he's preaching on forgiveness and we know that we've got unforgiveness in our heart towards other people, that we're bitter and upset. If we don't do those things, then that lack of discipline will rob us of the fullness of what the resurrection has brought for us. And that's a wonderful life, a joyful life, a life filled with power and strength, an overcoming life. So that's why I like discipline. I receive it, I accept it, and I know that some of you will after you understand the importance of what discipline has to do with receiving resurrection power in your own life. To some, you could call this the miracle of receiving godly discipline. Wow. And if you don't accept this for your life, and maybe you could teach it to your children or your friends or your loved ones. Because I'm telling you, God's got so much to bless us with. He wants to bless us in every area of our life. And we need to learn to discipline ourselves, to pray, to seek his face, 
to read his word, to go to church, to attend a good church and be in fellowship with other believers, to study the word of God. That's discipline. And that discipline will lead to a life filled with miracle power taking place. I believe it. I've seen it in my life and seen it in the life of others. So with that, I'm going to close this teaching and I want to pray that God will bless you. Father, as we've learned today from your word, the greatest miracle that's ever taken place is the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in our own life, the greatest miracle is our salvation and accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And Father, when that takes place, I ask for miracles to break forth in the life of those who've listened today, who've heard this teaching, who've heard these instructions on receiving discipline and understanding what it's like to wait upon the Holy Spirit to help them and guide them in making decisions and to seek the Lord through prayer and through your word and through church attendance and those things, Father. I just believe, Lord, you're going to do something special with what I've had to say. I know in some areas this might be a little difficult for some people to receive, but Father, I believe that they will. They'll claim it and they'll come out on top, Father, because they'll understand the resurrection power of Jesus and how everything that we have and every opportunity that we have for miracles in our life has come forth and will continue to come because of that resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson. Thank you for your teaching. Thank you for your word, God, as we've read several scriptures today. I pray that many would reread them and, Father, receive the power that's intended in them. Now, thank you for it now in advance and give you praise and glory for what has taken place and what's going to take place in the lives of each and every one of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope this podcast today has been of interest to you and of value. And I prayed a lot about it. I prepared a lot. I don't think I've ever spent any more time putting a podcast together than I did this one because I believe it's so important to understand the source of all miracles for our lives. So I pray that you'll be blessed by it. If you'd like to get more information on some of these teachings that I've had, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriend.com author.com. And there you can see a link to the books that I've written. There's books there on faith. There's books on generosity and on finances. And I believe they'll be uplifting to you. And you can also go to my link on my webpage where it says podcast. And it'll take you directly to look at the podcasts that I've done over the last year. Now that we've just completed our 127th podcast, I'm excited about what God has in store for the next 127. If you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, I'm anticipating a wonderful move of God in the next podcast I'm going to do because I'm going to get into something that's very kind of structured and kind of focused to give you step-by-step help on how to understand the miracle that you need in your life and how you can receive it. So it's, it's entitled, the next podcast is Seven Steps to See Your Miracles. Now, I don't know how I can be any more direct than that. And that's not the only way to get a miracle. But these are the things that I believe that I've experienced in my own life as I prayed for other people. And I've seen God perform miracles in their life and in my life. Miracles of healing, miracles for finances, miracles for family relationships and problems, miracles with past unforgiveness and and challenges in business and difficult things you've gone through in your life, there's a miracle there for you. And I believe that those steps will help lead you towards receiving that miracle and claiming it. And I believe that in Jesus' name. So I hope that you'll tell your friends and those that you know, basically, that we're teaching this series on our podcast entitled Miracles. 
I know I've got to stop this at around 30 minutes, but I'll tell you, I am so ready to jump into this next podcast, but I'm going to hold off. I'm going to wait until the next one coming up because I know it's right and I know that I need to spend a little more time in prayer in it and ask for the Lord's guidance and direction on how to describe the seven steps to receive your miracle. So with this, I would just like to believe for miracles of those who are listening in. So those of you who are still with me, I just want you to close your eyes unless you're driving a car, riding a bike. I want you to just take a moment and receive this. I'm just going to pray for that miracle that you need. Father, I believe for those who are listening in that they need a miracle in their life. Lord, there are physical needs and I pray that healing would go forth into their bodies and heal, Lord, kidney issues and heart issues, Father, and issues with people's legs, Father, and knees and hips, Father, that, Lord, you would heal their body and raise them up. Some are struggling with severe pain, even at this moment, and I speak healing into them, and I call forth the healing power of Jesus to relieve them of that pain and set them free, I pray. And those who need a financial breakthrough, I believe for an amazing miracle in their finances. But first, that there would be spiritual prosperity that they would seek, and then the financial prosperity will follow. I believe for that, and I claim that breakthrough in their finances in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I also lift up for those who are struggling with relationships, that whether there be some unforgiveness or challenges in the families, that you would heal them and restore them and lift them up. I thank you for it, and I'll give you praise and give you glory now in Jesus' name. Amen. I just felt before I closed, I needed to pray for that because I felt there's people that are suffering with, with those things, are having very great challenges, and they need that miracle, and I want to believe with them and for them. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Till next time, may God richly bless you, and may you receive your miracle.